Hello guys and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast. Uh, really hope you've enjoyed our latest episodes. Uh, we're obviously trying to get into a bit more rhythm with it now and we are really enjoying putting some content out for you guys. Um, so yeah, hope you hope you're enjoying them. Uh, today I'm very excited to be joined by the head of the MSC Performance Sports Injury Clinic, Mr. Max Hartman. Um, Max has been giving me a little bit of stick because he's not been on our last uh, couple of podcasts, uh, and I've, uh, he's been he's been moaning saying I haven't invited him on. But uh, the, tr- the truth is, he's too clever for us all. So uh, I kind of I, I didn't get, I just didn't get the invite. I assume he got lost in the post. Yeah, that's it. You know what the post is like at the moment, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, all good, mate. I think, um, like I said, just kind of in the same boat as everyone else at the moment, trying to trying to just crack on and get some sort of routine. Um, yeah, but just but just very strange times, isn't it, for everyone? Indeed, mate. Indeed. Um, so with today's uh, with today's podcast, uh, this is actually um, a topic that, uh, that Max thought of, and um, has got some really really good ideas. We've already had a sort of brief brief discussion about it, and we thought you know we'll put it put it into a podcast. Um, so with the title of uh, today's uh, podcast is uh, what you can achieve in a year fitness um do you want to expand on that a little bit more max and the thinking behind that yeah so like i think we've had a few discussions and like um it goes back to when like when the first lockdown kicked in in march you know everything was kind of announced in these three-week blocks yeah um and it kind of got me thinking that you know over the course of three weeks when aside from the initial like sort of panic um and not knowing you know it was going to end up being like a kind of year-long thing or best part of a year now I kind of thought, okay, well, it it it's shit. Gyms are shut, and 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 the whole world's kind of going hell in a handbasket, and we don't know where we're going. But I thought, in, in the grand scheme of things, I thought for my clients, for for the health of people up and down the country, I thought gyms are closed for three weeks. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like we've we've had loads of conversations over the years about the idea of like kind of these four and six week transformations you can do. The kind of the new year, new me kind of crowd where you, you see people fly at the gym in January and they're, they're gone by February basically. And I thought, you know, we kind of knock people sometimes or, or, or kind of, we, we know that a four week fitness kick isn't necessarily the, you know, the way to go. That's not where you see results. You know, you're not going to see massive wholesale change in your, in your in long-term health markers, in your appearance and your body fat and muscle mass over the course of four weeks. So the gyms are shut for three weeks. I think it's cool. We can take that on the chin. Whereas now I'm kind of turning around and thinking, especially when you look at it on a national scale and even a worldwide scale, imagine for the health of the entire country, what could have been done, and especially on an individual level, like what you can achieve over the course of nine and effectively like 12 months, if we're in lockdown until the end of March now. If someone had started going to the gym in March, someone who would otherwise been completely kind of not really putting in focus on their fitness on the nutrition on their sleep that kind of stuff like think how much progress someone could have made over the course of a year um and you know that idea of like the, the kind of three weeks of downside now versus the possibility of 12 months of upside um yeah it just kind of got me thinking i know we've been we've been sharing some stuff from some bbc news articles and of course everyone's kind of seen some stuff that nick whitcomb's been putting out up in liverpool really kind of flying the flag for gyms and, and health and fitness up and down the country so yeah just been thinking about that a lot the last the last couple of weeks uh, out of every all of us coaches at the gym, I think Josh is the one who, on his social media, he really talks about this idea of forming habits and around getting daily step counting, around tracking um, macronutrients, around kind of weighing your food, around good healthy sleep habits. Um, and the, these are the kind of things that people can and, and should still be doing over the uh, over the course of a year, and they're things that they add up to be a huge part of your life and a huge part of determining whether or not you are objectively or kind of in, in broad strokes, whether you are fit and healthy, um, you know, it, it's not just a question of the gym. Um, that being said, nine months of lifting weights and, and doing things like Metcon, nine months of doing things like Barbell Club, you can see ridiculous changes. You know, you can see unbelievable changes in people, how they, um, how they look, how they feel, how they function on a day-to-day basis. Um, and like I say, you're really starting to get into the realms now of having had so long with gyms being closed and having had so long with gyms being kind of off limits for a lot of people. Um, 
yeah, it, it's, it's just starting to get to the point where you really got to think about what could have been, basically. You can, you can certainly, uh, when you do see people, um, you, can, you can certainly see who's sort of made the most out of the last, you know, nine stops. Mm. And, the, and those who, who have slipped off, can't you? Yeah, and like um, I know on, on the couple of occasions that we've been for our, our state-sanctioned daily exercise, outdoor walk and coffee, as I'm sure a lot of people around this area have, have been doing for the last few months. You know, we've spoken about it a lot. Like, um, you know, we can't necessarily get in the gym and train um, with the frequency that we used to. We can't necessarily go and, and, and behave like normal. But um, I th- I'm, I'm averaging at times between myself and Claire and, and just from being out and about and, and trying to walk where possible. Sometimes if you're averaging like 15, 20, 25,000 steps a day, um, I feel tired. <laughs> like, I, like, it's a lot of work to be done. Um, but, but like cumulatively over the course of the year, like the, the amount of good that does for you is massive. And I think we spoke, you know, I, I, I think pre-COVID, I would have been someone to kind of knock Joe Wicks a little bit because, you know, as someone who comes from a very academic standpoint around coaching, around exercise, very easy to look at what a lot of what he's done in the past around like whether it's his training based stuff or whether it's his nutrition stuff there's there's, there's faults you can pick i'm sure he's done a, a huge amount of good for a massive amount of people for that lockdown and it's a fair play to him but um i i think it, you know a lot of people would in the past would kind of they want to start health and fitness and whatnot and they'll go and start jumping around the living room doing interval training loads of plyometrics and 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 we know that actually that's not the starting point for a lot of people um you know if you if you're trying to get fit and healthy don't worry about intervals don't worry about going and doing you know 30 on 30 offs for half an hour in your living room jumping up and down go out and walk more yeah yeah you know move, what move. you get consistency isn't it you know and, and... Yeah. exactly that exactly that and it's um I always say, I always say to a lot of my clients, you know, people should be kind of to begin with worried about trying to do more at a lower level. So again, like people go straight in on this interval training when actually it's because they've seen an influencer do it online and it's just so unsuitable for them. It's just not nowhere near what people should be doing. Yeah. Um, and, and people kind of getting, uh, doing Joe Wick stuff again, I don't want to use Joe Wick's example anymore because I think it's my opinion has changed since he started doing kids P lessons. My opinion has changed a lot. They'll, they'll see an influencer doing a hip workout. I'll do it three or four times a week and then sitting on their ass for the, the, the 23 and a half hours a day. And they wonder why they're not getting anywhere. Um, and it's because they've just seen these hip workouts, assume that it's something that's really, really good for them assume that because they're pouring the sweat and their legs are killing them at the end of it, that it's, it's moving them forwards. Um, but like, like I say, I mean, if, if we, if we frame this purely on the idea of like body composition and weight loss or weight gain, you know, everyone's going to heard this by now. People like James Smith, you're simplifying it as calories in calories out. You eat too much and you don't move enough. You're going to gain weight. If you move and burn more calories than you eat, you're going to lose weight. Um, you know, people don't realize that, in these kind of half hour hit workouts it's such a small amount of time and it's such a small amount of calories burned like your potential to burn calories in a, in a hit session or in an interval training session is still so low compared to if you're just someone that leads an active lifestyle and you're on your feet for twenty thousand steps a day which is what a good couple of hours of walking i think it's it's, it's context isn't it and you know as, as it always is and you know a um completely agree with what you're saying there um, you know, if you take a take a hit workout on its own, um, if it's structured and and done with you know simple simple movements and getting the heart rate up, um, you know, then it's a it's a fantastic thing to do. But the context is, you know, is probably not a fantastic thing to do for a complete beginner. Whereas, like you say, rather mm-hmm. than having a blast for for thirty minutes, whether it's a, a insanity workout or a Joe Wicks or doing a Metcon somewhere. You know, with, mm. with, with no base at all, going and destroying yourself, you know, not being able to walk for two or three days and your, your activity levels are, are rock bottom. And then you, you're hoping to do that workout again in a few days. It's like, actually, you, you know, you just, just calm down a little bit. You're actually better off reducing the intensity and volume of your, of your, of your exercise and looking mm. for a lower level, but more consistency. Yeah, exactly. And, and 
And again, I think it, it it's the kind of the toss up between whether you're just whether you're just trying to train on my back. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. yeah um, and I think it's a kind of it's it's a toss up of trying to find the consistency of, you know, actually training and kind of actually just moving enough and having what would be called an active lifestyle. Um, again, like if you're someone that gets to the weekend and you just lie in bed till 12 o'clock Saturday and Sunday and then roll out of bed, make breakfast and sit and eat on the sofa and you're there till five o'clock, which is, again, like if people are doing that nowadays, I can't really blame them because there's not a huge amount else to do. Um, but if you're doing that, then your kind of your hit session three times a week is kind of pissing in the wind. Yes. Because it's like it's 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 such a small amount of of movement in the grand scheme of things over the course of twenty four hours or over the course of seven days, yeah. and again when you extrapolate that over the course of the last nine months, um, it's such a small amount of movement. And again, if you bring everything back, again, I kind of in the most simple terms, because for most people it is a question of of kind of just being healthier, healthier and looking better. And again, for most people. To be healthier, it's have less body fat. And for most people to look better, it's to have less body fat and have more muscle. Um, we come back to this idea of calories in, calories out. And, and, and really, like a HIIT workout is such a kind of, um, a lot of the times, it's such an inefficient way of achieving that. If you don't have these kind of basics in place, like if you don't have an active lifestyle, if you don't have a healthy lifestyle from a, a movement and a nutrition perspective, and then when you put into in things like sleep and stress on top of that as well, Again, like it's um, it's, it's a really nice kind of interval training, or just again like the Metcon stuff when you have the more aerobic side of things. Um, it's a great form of exercise to do, but it's it it's it's kind of an adjunct. I know we both kind of we both got stuck into that BBC article the other day, didn't it? There was one sort of saying, "Oh, no one's going to need to go back to the gym." This guy hated it because he used to get bullied by a personal trainer, and I've got an issue with that in itself. But now he's doing 20,000 steps a day and he's lost loads of weight. So that's great. But the two aren't mutually exclusive. It's not a question of, like, you're going to go out and walk or are you going to train in the gym? Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a completely the wrong way of looking at it, I think. And, and then I think that, especially when you start looking at the idea of strength training, um, that in itself, that walking or Peloton, and whatnot, it's not an alternative to strength training. It's something that kind of needs to go alongside it. It was a really, it was a really sloppy and lazy bit of journalism wasn't it um, yeah like you say it's like you know so it's the same thing we always see you know in, in when people are talking about exercise health um you know it's always all in with one and you know there's no there's no context there's no there's no balance um so it's like you know the article was clearly like right let's you know people are enjoying moving you know outside and doing bits at home and stuff and that's brilliant. That's what that's what we want. That's what, mm. uh, you know, it was taken way too far because it was bastardizing, you know, gyms. Like, you know, it just out to be the most evil place in the world. And as you say, the, you know, it's um, it's a balance of, you know, we, we might go into this in a bit more detail, I'm not sure, but like the benefits of doing, you know, a couple of strength training sessions in the week during the gym or, or a couple mm. of um, higher intensity Metcons, but balancing that with, um, you know, like you say, that's an hour or two hours or three hours a week. It's twenty-four hours in a day. Mm. You know, over the course of the week, there's a lot of hours. So you could have, be having the best workouts in the world for two or three hours, but if you're not, uh, if you're not moving, albeit you know, at a lower intensity, and you know, doing doing your walking, doing your lower, you know, aerobic base um, activities outside the gym, then you mm. know, like I say you, 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 you no, no better way to say it than you are pissing into the wind really so yeah, yeah. I don't, you know i don't want to go into that article too much but that was taken way too you know way way too far it was poorly written but again the you know the balance lies lies in the middle and just going back just going sort of back a couple of minutes there to what you're talking about as well i think um you've got to earn the right you've got to earn the right for those mm. higher intensity sessions mm. yeah uh, you've got you know for, for example you know, at, uh, using MSC as an example, we'll have our, you know, we'll have our sort of couple of high intensity sessions a week. Um, we'll have more of the aerobic based Metcon. And obviously there's a massive emphasis mm -hmm. on the barbell club and strength training as well as, as it, you know, as you, as you're non-negotiable almost, uh, is getting strength working. Um, mm. 
but you you've got to you've got to earn the right for that and as you say rather than saying right okay i've seen this insanity i've seen this you know jay wixing or whatever it is and it's like you know 20 minutes high intensity and you're gonna you know get shredded or whatever it's like just 20 minutes or half an hour you know even if it's an hour yeah like that's nothing and for the basics of what most people are after you swap that out for five six seven days of walking and walking and when gyms are open you know hitting you two or three strength sessions a week and then accompanying that with lower intensity work Mm. And, and and I think that's where, again, like going back to the, the BBC article and then kind of leading on from what you've just been saying, um, where people make the mistake is they kind of, they, right, okay, I want to get fit, I want to lose weight, I want to get rid of the Christmas fluff, whatever it might be, which again is uh, fair enough. Um, but people say, I'm going to do it by running or I'm going to do it by lifting weights or I'm going to do it, I'm just going to try and get my steps in. Whereas in reality, I think, like I say, we've got all these options and, you got you got all these options of you know okay whether you want to do spin classes whether you want to just focus on on your steps whether you want to run but strength training i think just kind of sits outside of that category because it's it sets the foundation that allows you to tolerate these things yeah um and and i think the the benefit for strength training from a body composition perspective from a health perspective is much more of a chronic thing so you know again we go back to this idea of calories in calories out when you run, the act of running burns calories. When you do a hit class or a metcon, the act of doing that class burns calories. Yeah. Um, whereas again, if if you're if you're if you're just weak to start with, if you're not in good, if you're not if you don't have a good strength training base, your ability to tolerate these things and therefore your ability to burn a lot of calories over a long period of time um, is limited because you either just get very fatigued and you actually can't work hard in the sessions. Yeah. or you break after a week or after two weeks or you know however long you manage to roll the dice for before before getting some sort of injury that derails your progress um so it's it's much more of a kind of intangible when you're looking at at, at body composition improvements um plus like the act of building muscle takes time um so you know you're not you're not getting a huge amount of fat loss directly from lifting weights but over time if you put on 10 kilos of muscle which again for a complete beginner over the course of nine months as we're talking about is not unheard of. Really? If you just start going to the gym nine months, you suddenly go from eating no protein whatsoever or eating, you know, 50, 60 grams a day, tracking your protein, thinking, right, okay, 1, 1.4, 1.8 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. Suddenly you start looking after your protein intake. Suddenly you start weight training two, three times a week. You know, 10 kilos of muscle over the course of nine months is is not unheard of. And again, like from a, from a, a health standpoint and from an aesthetic standpoint, that's a serious change. That's a serious, serious change. Um, so, like, but, but the strength training is not immediately noticeable. Like, you're not going to look at your calories over the course of a day and say, well, great, I burned 3,000 calories and 2,500 of those was from that 40-minute weight session I did. Um, it's just not going to happen like that. Um, so it kind of it, it, it sits outside of people's ideas of how they're going to get in shape, but it's, but it's probably the most important building block of that, of that process. Yeah, I do. Agree a hundred percent there. I think it's. I think people don't don't realise that, and they don't realise the benefits of doing strength work. And like you say, it's like people are thinking like in the moment. Okay, so mm-hmm. how, how many calories am I am I burning during that half an hour run? How many mm-hmm. calories am I, am I burning during that walk? How many calories am I burning during that that weight training session? Whereas I think we need to look at more. Cool. I, I was just gonna say people kind of immediately come out of the session and they think well that was really good because i'm really tired yes or i i assume i'm losing weight because that really hurt um whereas actually like we we just know that's not the case yeah yeah i think like it's one of the one of the biggest and hardest things is is to probably get a get across to to people in the general pop in regards to strength training isn't it and is you know it's not just about going in and hitting specific numbers on a, on a deadlift it's not about becoming a powerlifter necessarily or a bodybuilder but like the 
advantages of strength training for your for your everyday man who likes to go out for a run and go out for a walk or you know what what whatever in terms of like the bet the but you know we could talk all day but like the, mm. be- the benefits and carryover from doing that to your ability to to, to everything else yeah everything else mm. whether that whether yeah, and- your marathon runner whether that's your your you know couch to 5k guy uh your weekend warriors whatever whatever it is but you know i just think it's it's a it's an area that we've just got to keep pushing and keep pushing is the, the benefits of doing some good honest strength work a couple of times a week and the, the benefits you know and the carryover mm-hmm. to the other work is just in you know just so big mm-hmm. and so un, so under valued and unknown i think for the general mm-hmm. exactly that and like i said people just don't People, I think a lot of time people just don't grasp why it is that you why it is that you would do strength training. Again, they see it as an alternative to running, or they see it as an alternative to doing spin classes. But in reality, like I say, it's it's what sets the foundation for you to allow to do do so much of that. Um, again, like one of the things that me, me and you, yeah, one of the, one of the big one of the things that me and you were talking about was. Um, you know now that we're kind of you're not allowed to to drive anywhere to exercise it'd be great if we could drive up to licky hills or if we go up to to clent or or Malvern's or whatnot um obviously living in smack bang in the center of town there's no massive green open spaces for yeah. us but like we think nothing of it i was just saying to, to go at the weekend we think nothing of it to just go out get up in the morning go for a walk and end up in cannon hill park or Wally woods which is miles away yeah but in reality you know we, we've obviously kind of built up to doing that kind of walking um, o- over the last number of years. Like if you, if you were, again, if we were very unfit to start off with, that's quite a long way. Um, but to actually be able to accumulate enough, if we're talking about just walking, if we're talking about running or cycling, if you're someone that wants to go out and cycle for a hundred miles at a time, you've got to, you've got to spend a certain amount of time walking or running to build up to that which is which is which is kind of you know that's that's just kind of the logical approach anyone knows that okay if you want to run a marathon it takes a certain amount of marathon of running you've got to spend a certain amount of hours just plodding away to get to the point where you're fit enough to run a marathon um but but if you're not very strong in the first place if you don't have a good base of strength training your chances of accumulating the required amount of running or walking to achieve your goal whether it's running a marathon or whether it's walking to Camden park your chances are slim yeah. You know, the, 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 the better the kind of strength base that you've got, the better the kind of foundation in strength training that you've got, the more chance that actually if you decide you want to do a 20-mile run or you want to do a three-hour bike ride, you're yeah. going to be able to tolerate the, the training required to get there. It always, um, it always comes back to strength, strength training, doesn't it? I mean, has you know, whatever the activity, whether it's a, um, you know, whether it's a 500-meter walk or it's a, you know, a running a marathon or it's... Mm cycling around Cannon Hill Park or whatever it is, mm. you know, ha, ha, has your body got the ability and the strength to absorb those forces? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the, that's the, you know that, that's the key, isn't it? And again, this, mm. this kind of relates back to what we were talking about earlier. You're getting off the couch after doing nothing for a year or five years or 10 years and you're jumping on an insanity program or you're jumping on a, a high-intensity class and you're jumping around and you know, five stone overweight and you've not moved for ages mm. you haven't earned the right to to go in and, and do that level of intensity you know mm. it's you you haven't got the strength to be able to you know you haven't, you haven't got the, the the joint strength and the muscular strength to absorb those forces that you're about to undertake and therefore you're going to break down you know mm. Even if it's not an injury, the fatigue levels are going to be so high that your weekly activity levels and consistency is going to going to drop off. Uh, it's going to become mm. too hard. It's going to become demotivating. Um, so yeah, I guess that yeah, I guess where I'm going with this is like you've got to understand where you're at and probably look at a lower intensity but a more frequent and consistent level of exercise. Um, you've got to know where that is and then you've got to build up the right to do those things 
both by doing those activities, but also getting stronger. So mm -hmm. if it, you know, if it is, you know, if you are going to go and run, um, you know, if you're doing, you know, if you're sat on the couch all year and you want to go and do a 5k, you know, going straight into that, you, you have not, you've not got the aerobic foundation. You haven't got the skill of running and you haven't got the tolerance of running because you haven't been doing the skill, but you also haven't got mm -hmm. the, you also haven't got the strength base to exactly so it's exactly where you're at isn't it and earning those mm -hmm. earning those rights i think yeah, exactly that but um but like i think our, we we both kind of framed it in in the kind of the performance standpoint so to speak people that want to run a marathon or people like i say want to get off the couch and run a 5k um you know to to run a 5k you might have to you might have to accumulate six weeks worth of training. If you don't have a strength base, you're not going to be able to tolerate those six weeks. Um, if you want to run a marathon, again, it's, it's 12 or it's 18 weeks, you're not going to be able to tolerate 18 weeks worth of running. So you need the strength base in there. But um, if you frame it purely from a body composition perspective as well and you go around the other way, it might be that for someone to reach their goal body weight or their goal body fat percentage, they need to add in 3,000 calories. I mean, that's just a number I plucked out of the air. 3,000 calories a week worth of exercise. Um, to, to, to start you know they might be they might be cutting down the amount of food they eat and they want to up the exercise but they might really have to seriously think about adding an extra 3,000 calories a week of exercise in which again is fine but if you can't tolerate that if you if you cannot tolerate going and doing again 15,000 steps a day if you can't tolerate running once or twice a week or if, if your chosen pursuit for getting in better shape after Christmas is doing interval sessions or, or doing a peloton class if you can't tolerate that volume of exercise then you're not going to burn enough calories to get into the kind of the kind of shape that you want i yeah. said we know that like nutrition is the, the bigger half of that equation so we'd say and kind of and, you know how much you eat or choose not to eat we should say is um is probably the biggest deciding factor for most people you can't as the old saying goes like abs are made in the kitchen or you can't out train a bad diet however you want to come at it um but like if you, if you want to do a certain amount of calories worth of exercise in a week again surprise surprise we'll come back to the same thing the thing that allows you to tolerate that is your strength base um so yeah i think uh, we're, we're both on the same side of the fence on this one absolutely yeah um where you know i don't want to get you know with the with the nature and of this podcast and who we're aiming at i don't want to get too deep into um you know the 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 science of, uh, of, of strength training really but if you you know if you're someone now who has probably not made the most of the last nine months or 12 months mm -hmm. um, you know if you're watching this and thinking right okay like some, something's hit home and you're thinking right okay I need to you know I need to move more uh, I need to I need to lose some weight I'm in poor shape um, you know where, where where would you start with that person now do you think again i think the from a lifestyle perspective you're going to break it down into, into a few different things you look at again like we said kind of the daily activity um you then look at food intake and then you look at kind of sleep and stress which i suppose you could almost almost group into one thing so um lifestyle wise or kind of daily activity like we said it's a question of just moving more, whether that's getting a standing desk, whether that's starting to pay focus on a step count. Um, that, that's the biggest thing. Move more and find a way to quantify it. From a food perspective, there's probably never been a better opportunity to get into the habit of tracking calories. Probably never been a better, um, a never opportunity, uh, can't get my words up. There's probably never been a better opportunity um, to start really paying focus to how you prep your food, um, how you can kind of get the right amount of food in a day, whether you're just looking at calories, whether you're looking at calories and protein, or you want to break it down to calories, protein, fats, carbs, whatever. Um, but again, starting to just have a look at these aspects it, it are, are the big building blocks. Um, and then on top of that, like sleep, are you getting eight hours a night or are you someone that's on, on furlough and you've just got into the habit of going to bed at two in the morning and getting up at noon? Um, you know, the, these are the biggest things. These these are huge, huge, huge factors that are going to make up, as as we've said, as we've discussed over the, the last however long we've been on here, um, you know, they make up a massive part of, of the equation of this kind of idea of calories in, calories out. 
And then from an actual kind of a structural perspective, um, try to get to the point where you can get two to three um, strength training sessions in a week. Yeah. And again, we kind of, the, the rule of thumb, I, I, I generally follow, I, I don't know what your thoughts on this are. You know, people generally think, right, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym, so it's a body part split. I'm going to go and do chest day. I'm going to go and do back day. I'm going to go and do arm day. Um, but I think for me, the rule of thumb is that the less, the less experience you have at strength training, the more of your body you can work in, a, in any one given day. So if you're a complete beginner, whole body, two, three times a week. As soon as you start getting a little bit more experience and you're struggling to progress or you're hitting a plateau, instead of doing full body two, three times a week, alternate upper body one day, lower body the next day, or one session, alternate between sessions, upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body. But again, like just going from full body to upper lower split, that's like a, uh, for most people, that's like a three or four year process um, to, to the point where you actually need to get to that point. And then you start looking at the idea of like push, pull legs, push, pull legs. And then eventually when you're 10 years in and you're a pro bodybuilder, you can start doing arm day and leg day because you need that much time to focus on one body part. But um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think people kind of historically have always associated getting into health and fitness has been this massive undertaking where if I've got chest, back, legs, shoulders, arms, and then core and cardio, that's like seven or eight gym sessions a week. Twice a week. People assume that, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. People, people kind of assume that, well, okay, well, that's how you go to the gym. That's what a gym session should look like. Therefore, the only way I'm getting in shape is if I'm in the gym every day, if not twice a day, there's not enough time in the week. Let's do it next year. Um, and people see it as this massive thing, whereas in reality, like I said, right, okay, if you want to start looking after your health and fitness, it starts at home. It starts with sleeping more. It starts with actually walking walk on your lunch break um, instead of staying at home and, and watching half an hour of Netflix or whatnot. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, as, as people that work in a gym, we, we sound like we're telling people, no, don't come to the gym, don't come. But, but you know, it's a good start. And then the, the, the thing that kind of, should then be like the linchpin that holds all that together and allows you to kind of allows you to tolerate your walk and allows you to tolerate whatever kind of exercise you want is getting in the gym two, three times a week and really just working on, on your structure, your form, your function with strength training. Yeah. It's, um, it, I mean, if you're in that position right now and you, you know, you, you're watching this and you are sedentary and everything like that, I think, you know, what a big thing of what we're taking from this is, you know, don't, don't wait until, we're open get get moving now start to to build certain you know certain bases um even if you're you know unsure about how to do strength training or anything like that you haven't got any kit or whatever it is you know get out and start walking start you know start building building habits and building that foundation as you say i mean like go back you know a few times we've used it today the, the analogy of pissing into the wind but you you know you're doing you know if you're doing that that one hit session a week but you haven't got the basics of you know sleeping well drinking enough water you know um at least sem- like semi-monitoring your food yeah and you, you you're gonna struggle um and it just i think the biggest thing we're taking from this is like it, you know it, it again comes down to consistency in the in the day to day, in the in the micro, if you like, and then also in the macro, mm. a year, two years, yeah. five years, of of being consistent. You know, you look at you know we jump from that uh, sedentary guy to uh, a top level rugby player or a top level powerlifter or a top le- level weightlifter. What you know, what what's the one thing you notice with all those guys is consistent. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, you know, never missing a, sh- a session, you know, being organized, doing the basics well. And we're not saying that, you know, your everyday man needs to be at those levels or even strive for those levels, but using that as an example and building, you know, build, building towards that, you know, it's, it's exactly the same. You take, your, you take your low-level guys, you know, guys on or your guys who, you know, not much experience or just want to lose weight. The ones who get results are the consistent and steady guys. Mm. The ones who get the results at the top level of strength sports or 
endurance sports, you know, good runners or anything like that, is consistency. It's not blowing yourself out for a day or two weeks or four weeks. It's finding a steady level of, you know, achievable progressive overload and building from from there mm. but it, and, it, and it's nutrition as well i mean we could we could go on all day about this but mm. you know it's never you, you you know we we know that quick fixes don't work that your quick diet fads mm. don't work the guys who are good body body composition who are healthy it's it's a long-term process it's a consistent process you know i think that's the same mm. strength work with running with diet and it's the same at whatever level you're at. It's consistent. Exactly that. Like, like it's probably the, the, the best example. And I can't believe I'm saying this. And I hate myself for saying it. But I'm like Luke, Luke's probably one of the best examples of that. I, um, I thought about <laughs> his name. But he's, he's on about... You go, but, but, this one. He's on about um, cutting out a cardboard statue of himself. Of him like celebrating after a, after a lift, I think like I'm putting it in the gym, and I think he was being genuine. I, I wouldn't put it past him, but but again, like credit where credit's due, he's I mean he, he he's a strong guy, objectively speaking, he he's very strong, and he's won medals and competitions for being very strong. It helps that he's under five foot, but um, but in in the kind of well going on four four or so years, I've been at MSC. So you know, he, 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 I don't think I've ever seen him come to work and not have two meals with him. He's, he's always, he, he doesn't miss a meal. He doesn't miss a training session. Um, he, 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 everything is meticulously planned. But then when you actually watch him train, so much of what he does is seven out of 10 difficulty. You know, you'd think, or, or people, well, again, we obviously kind of understand the process, but so many people will come into the gym and think, you must have to train so hard to, to, to lift to lift that kind of weight and to look like that. Um, but actually, it's just it's a question. So so much of his training is done at six and seven out of ten RPE. Um, but but it's it's like I say, he, he doesn't miss a session, he doesn't miss a meal. Um, but it's like I say, it's not necessarily just consistency in doing those things over time. It's consistency in lifestyle, isn't it? Like he, I mean, it, when he does go out and have a drink, it's it can be spectacular. Uh, but but he he does he doesn't drink in the week generally that I know of. Um, I say he he's got his nutrition, he's got his daily activity you know, on point, he's got his training very consistent, he's got his sleep pattern nailed mainly because he doesn't do any work. But he's <laughs> he's got his but but you know all all of these things are lined up and they all kind of they all build on each other and they all facilitate this kind of healthy lifestyle. Um, that underpins his performance and underpins his strength training, and ultimately the results are he, he's in good nick, he's healthy, um, uh, you know, for the most part he's not injured, uh, and he, he kind of he feels good. And when he wants to go out of the weekend and go on a ten mile hike, he can do it, um, you know, because his body can tolerate it. And I think that's the kind of that's the nth degree. That's kind of where you see you know all of this, you know, five or however long I don't know how long you've been training and known him since the Valentine's days, but you know, you're talking about five to ten years of consistency in all aspects, um, yeah. but but that's not valued nowadays. It's it's that's not valued nowadays. It's it's get fit quick eight week transformation packages. Come back to that in a second in terms of the the quick fixes and the longevity and is there anything we can do to to fix that? But just to um, yeah, just to reiterate the point, and that's a that's an example of a you know of a. Of a, of a top level powerlifter, but you know the and, and it's absolutely true i mean I, you know in probably 10, 10 years i've known him now i've never known him to miss a session not one not one uh, no um, and that, that and that that doesn't mean that you at home have to go, go and do the four sessions or five sessions a week but you have to pick something that's manageable you might not be looking to be a top level powerlifter but you need to pick something that's manageable that you can pick over a period of time. You, probably the, the, the other guy um, who is at that level of consistency is my best pal back home, Matty Clark, who is an absolute nause for, you know, he'll, he'll tick off, he's literally got a calendar, he'll tick off, you know, he's, he's four a week, you know, without fail, four a week, 
you know, a bit of extra stuff in between. And he, you know, he's got his Excel sheet and he'll tick them off. He'll send them to me, you know, six months a year. And he's like, you know, he's had, you know, he's had, he's had in the last uh, couple of years, he's had a kid, he's got another one on the way, never missed a session. Probably the only, only other mm. person that I know is at that level of consistency. And because of it, you know, retired from rugby now, but in, in great shape, massively healthy, strong, fit, athletic. It's a great, great example um, of, you know, again, someone who's not chasing medals, but mm. chasing to be, you know, the best he can be. And it doesn't matter what, level or what sport you're in it's finding that um that level that is achievable and you know sustainable sustainable is the word i was looking for yeah sustainable so whether that's you know getting your guy off the couch let's say gyms are open and you say right you're going to come in and do two sessions a week is that achievable yeah and then after a few months you might say right what about three what about four but you're much better off doing that and hitting them than saying right i'm going to do seven days a week for 28 days and i'm going to get ripped mm. and, you know all this kind of stuff it's not sustainable it's the same with food right i'm not going to eat any shit for you know for, for six weeks or eight weeks it's like well, mm. well you can you can do that and like what why don't you just learn how to factor eating shit food into exactly. the day-to-day in yeah. a way that is sustainable and still yeah. moves you towards where you want to be. So what, you, what, what you find with that is anyone who's, you know, gone on stage and done bodybuilding, so they've taken that to the absolute extreme. I don't know anyone who's done that and then not come off it and eat an absolute shit for, you know, the mm. next few weeks or a month or two. And as not, you know, that, and any, any top bodybuilder who's, who's honest enough will say that's not the healthiest way to, uh, to, nah. to live. Um, but yeah, going back to that, like the Matty, the Luke, examples is like consistency and like you say it's like i can't remember luke ever missing a rep you know and, mm. and I'm, I'm sure you know i'm sure there are occasions but probably the one the one squat that we'll never forget at the in-house comp the <laughs> knee sleeve incident yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 20 minutes to put the knee sleeves on was that the one yeah, shouting, screaming, waiting. Everyone's standing around. Oh, this is awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, waiting for yeah. him to get it on, and then he yeah. misses it. Yeah, that's it. They never remember. Fantastic. The ones they they only remember the ones you miss. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, great, great example. Great example. Um, longevity, sustainability, sustainability, longevity. So you know, mm. rolls in, in, you know, one into another, and lower intensities but manageable to begin with, earn mm. the right for your Metcons, earn your right for your 5Ks, earn the right for your, your marathons, earn your right for your 100 kilo or your 200 kilo mm. you know, deadlifts. Um, so how, how, do, how, how do we, this might be an impossible question to answer, how do we get that across to people? Like to say, right, is there a way we can get that across to say long-term over short-term? Let's be proactive rather than reactive. Let's mm. not wait until we go to the doctors when we're, you know, 39 and we've got heart failure or heart issue and then be reactive and think, fuck, mm. okay, I've got to get into it. Like, how, how can we, you know, how can we not wait until it's essential to do it? Panic, do it 100%, drop off. How do we, you know, it's got to, it's got to be a lifestyle, hasn't it? Mm. And, 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 it, and it's lifestyle or a Luke or a Matty Clark lifestyle or anything like that. Mm. But it's again longevity, longevity and consistency, both in training, nutrition, and everything. Everything you do, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to get that across, isn't it? Because I think by was human nature to just kind of want a quick fix and to want a magic pill and say, right, okay, well, this eight weeks will sort out you know your fitness the rest of your life or whatnot. But it is hard. Like um especially when people come to the gym and they have this right, okay, I want to get in shape. I want to join up. I want to smash everything. I'm going to do a class every day. Um, and actually they come to the gym wanting to do a shed load of work and to work as hard as possible. And you're, t- you're the one that's in theory meant to be showing them how to do it. And you're telling them to work less. Um, and it, it, it's hard when you kind of, you're, you're having to really emphasize, okay, well, actually it's, it's not a question of just doing a class three times a week. It's not a question of just, taking a certain protein shake it's a question of um you know kind of making this a priority in all aspects um but also as well i think it's it's trying to reassure people that look although we're trying to say 
although we've just kind of spent a load of time saying, um, you know, about getting nutrition in order and doing it for five years, not just five weeks, training in order, doing it twice a week for five years, not just for five weeks. Um, it's realizing that actually, although we've kind of got these big sweeping categories of kind of activity day to day, you've got strength training, you've got nutrition, you've got sleep, you've got stress management. You know, for most people, it's not a question of having to overhaul everything. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not a question of having to overhaul your activity and do five a gym session every day. It's not a question of having to overhaul your diet and just eat chicken and broccoli five times a day with a protein shake every four hours or whatever, getting up in the middle of the night because you need to eat every four hours. It's not a question of wholesale change. I think it's just trying to educate people. Okay, well, actually, if you're someone that's gaining weight because you're meant to be eating 3,000 calories a day and you're currently eating 3,300 you know, swinging that in the other direction, teaching someone how to cut 400 calories a day out um, so they're in a slight calorie deficit. It's not a question of changing everything they eat chicken and broccoli. It's just a question of maybe teaching them portion control or if they're having a fry up for breakfast every day and then the rest of the food's kind of all right, it's saying, okay, well, this is the alternative and this is probably a healthier breakfast that fits your needs at the moment. Um, teaching someone that, okay, you're only having 60 grams of protein a day and for someone your size and your activity levels, you probably need close to 140 and teaching people about these little changes they need to make. Um, yeah. Again, in reality, someone that might be fit and active wanting to go running every day and kind of succeeding, but having like niggly injuries, ankle tendon, I don't know, Achilles tendon issues or patella tendon issues. It's not a question of, you know, a massive wholesale change to their running. It's a question of two 45 minute strength training sessions a week. So sure. it's, yeah. It is it, trying to emphasize that although this is kind of, you know, a, in theory, a fit and active lifestyle is all encompassing stuff you do at home, how you sleep, how you eat, how you train. For most people, the changes they need to make are actually really small in each area. Um, because they're small, it's sustainable. You know, we talked about this last week with the, with the guys and, um, you know, it's part of what we do, you know, the be a, be a, be a shameless uh, plug at the Barbell Club uh, here, but the Barbell Club, what we do is, you know, p- part of a, a massive thing uh, that we bought in this year is you're not just coming in for that hour session, you know, that programmed hour session. It's contact during the week with the with the coaches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll have a look at your nutrition, we'll have a look at, your, you know, your step count, your activity levels, et cetera, et cetera. And it's making small changes. It's make you know, it's... Uh, I think we use the example uh, the other day I was talking to Luke about, you know, one of our members is like, please just eat, eat a bit of fruit, like one, one piece of fruit yeah. a day, you know, and it could be as small, yeah. be as, small as that to, to begin with. But with that, you form good habits and it's, a, you know, it's, it's a steady increase in what, you know, in, in bettering yourself. In the, yeah, in the, in the quality of what you're doing. So it doesn't just slowly... Yeah, sorry. The message. On, sorry, the message doesn't have to be to people, does it? That you know, this is going to be an instant, hard boot camp lifestyle change. Mm. It, it's actually, like I said, the the difference in terms of the day to day and what goes into being someone that is in good shape, fit, healthy, no health concerns, and someone who is, I don't know, at risk of type two diabetes, massively overweight. You know, the actual day-to-day the differences over the course of a week might not be that big. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, the difference might be a question of an extra 4,000 steps a day. It might be a question of an extra two gym sessions a week. And it might be a question of 500 calories a day less. You know, yeah. or if you're someone that's, that's been sedentary and been overeating for 10 years, you, you can be massively un, un, overweight and massively unfit. But actually what you need to do, you don't suddenly have to start training and eating like Luke to get into better shape. And I think that's the kind of, uh, that's, that's the best way of framing it. I think like I say, well, the best way I've thought up so far, but like um, people assume that to be better, they have to go from doing what they're doing to doing what the people who are in the best nick are doing. You know, it, they, they, they see one and they associate the, the two together. They kind of get two plus two equals five. Whereas actually, like I say, to move yourself forward, you've just got to do a little bit better than what you're doing now. Staying in your lane, isn't it? Of like your, focusing on you and trying that, that, that can apply for uh, you know this very much so we're also work career you know family whatever it life, is. life 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 you know all, you know you can compare yourself we've all done it you know 
where you compare you compare it with someone else who's on a, on a completely different journey. So, like you say, there's no point trying to you know in in this context, there's no point trying to be like that top level powerlifter or that top level weightlifter or top level footballer or whatever. Mm. You know, not achievable, not sustainable, perhaps not um, yet, not yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, but over time, it will. You know, potentially will be. And more often than not, it will be. So it's um, I'm not trying to take that that jump from 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 there, you know, there to to that person. You know, you you might be here and you might have, um, you know, a more stressful job. You might have a couple of kids. You might have um, more interests than this guy potentially mm. outside of, you know, health and fitness, other hobbies. Um, but so it's, so it's very much like, okay, use. Um, you know these uh, these you know top bodybuilders or top fitness guys or whatever. Use them for inspiration for sure and advice and everything like that. But focus on your your own journey and try and make those small steps. And over consistency and time, you know you you will put yourself in a position where you can you can be at that level. We've seen it. We've seen it yeah. at, the, at the gym. We've seen it where. Yeah. We're getting accountants, we're getting, you know, we're getting psychologists, we're getting doctors, whatever it is. And we can, we can get to that, that kind of level. Um, you know, again, I hate to use an example, but like, you know, Vinga Luke again in that powerlifting perspective. Yes, there's, you know, there, there's natural talent, there's genetics to an extent, but Ilimit himself. The, short. Very short. Very short. Um, the, the, thing, the, thing that's, the thing that's got him you know, to, to where he is in his, can we call it a sport or a sport? This is his lack of height. Is, 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 uh, is, is the consistency and the biomechanics. Yes. But and the biomechanics. But it, but it is, is consistency. And he, you know, he would say, you know, he's not been born a, you know, an amazing, you know, athlete, for example. It's like, it's, it's hard work and consistency has gotten there. Mm. Um, if we're looking at top top and level sports stars, it's um, you know it's a, it's a mix of both, isn't it? Look at Ronaldo's, mm -hmm. you know, um, unbelievable work ethic and consistency over a long period of time. Alongside, mm -hmm. you know, if you're good, you're good. You know, alongside amazing genetics. I don't want to get mm -hmm. too you know sport and things, but yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Sorry, exactly that. No, like um, yeah, I I, <laughs> I couldn't have said it about myself. Um, but it, again, I think it just it it, it kind of speaks to this idea that you know what can be achieved over the course of a year, um, and and it really makes you think oh, back to that again. Yeah. Um, like I said, we, Luke's probably one example, but like you said, there's been countless examples of people that have kind of come through the doors at MSC, um. And 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 it, and it is hard to quantify with a lot of people. You just kind of you almost if it's someone that you kind of see in passing or you don't necessarily coach directly, it's kind of you, you kind of see someone for the first time, say hello, and, and and you meet them for the first time when they're a new member, and you kind of in the blink of an eye, it's six months, and they just look and, and move completely differently. Yeah. Um. And it and it is awesome to see. Um. And and I think the the people where you really see that sudden, um, or what feels like a really sudden change are probably actually the people who, you know, you only see them in the gym a couple of times a week and passing, depending on when they train and when when we're in there working. There's some people that I might only see once a week, or I might never see, or I might see one week and then not see them for another month. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of in the staff room and I'm talking to, obviously when we're open, I'm in the staff room talking to yourself or Sonia or Ben or Luke or whatnot and said, oh, so-and-so, like, what happened to them? I haven't seen them in six months and look at, they've, they've really changed. But, um, I think those those are the people who I, I would assume, um, you know, we see them a couple of times a week, but they're the people who outside of the gym are are probably taking stock of their steps, taking stock of their food, taking stock of their sleep, taking stock of their health, and they're kind of walking the walk, as as we say. Um, a great a great example of that, and I hope she doesn't mind me using uh, using a name and using it as an example, but is uh, is Maz, who who I train, mm. who's you know in the last you know since pretty much lockdown back in march last year has lost 30 kilos you know a lot a lot of weight a lot of weight and you know a big part of that is 
uh, a change in mentality some you know somewhat mm. in you know and, and that's not that's not dropped off like that you know that's taken mm. the, the the best part of the year to to get there um but because i see her a couple of times a week i was i was kind of noticing but mm. like it would be sonia i think who was you know and yourself i think who were like fucking hell like how, how much has, has maz lost yeah and, it, and it's, it's consistency consistency over time and then with that mm. as well a big part of that was we you know we had a bit of a bit, bit of a sort of heart-to-heart chat and it was like you know we've you know it has become quite pally with the client sometimes yeah of course yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit it can just be a bit relaxed and it was like back to right okay you're you're in twice a week i mean she was in once a week for a long time but you're in twice a week now um in these sessions we are building strength you know she's had injury issues um which are unsurprisingly clearing up now that she's losing weight um you know she and she's an excellent athlete by the way maz as well a, a gb american footballer but you know doing doing two strength sessions a week we are focusing on getting strong we're focusing on getting strong i'm not going to take you and do a metcon with you um where we might burn 500 calories or 700 calories in a session what we're going to do is we're going to build you build your strength and robustness up enough so that you can in between your gym sessions do x y and z so it's going to be you know tracking steps and then we're going to hit x amount of steps um it's going to be you know she's got bought a rower for home so you're going to row x amount of distance on this day x amount of distance on that day every friday you're going to text me your step count your rowing distance and you're going to give me a a nutritional update i'm not asking for macros i'm not asking for anything like that it's just very basic things that i'm asking for but again i guess the reason i'm using this story is um you know a little bit to go back towards the the advantages of strength training alongside Mm -hmm consistent low to medium level activity during the week mm-hmm. um and also i guess slow just, li- li- life lifestyle changes and, and lifestyle small, changes small lifestyle changes it was mm-hmm. you know it's literally a case of right we're hitting these two sessions a week you know there's only so many calories i can burn in those two sessions i'm not i'm not going to mech on you i'm not going to get you on the rower for an hour you know we, we, we're going to get you strong get you strong to absorb those forces day to day, week to week. And you're going to, you know, for the first two weeks, I don't care how many steps you do. You're just going to, you're going to track it. That's all we want you to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can move as little or as much as you want. Just track it. So we track it. And then we get an idea of where she's at now. You know, where is she at now? And then we work from there. Um, and that, yeah, I think it's just a good good example of everything we've talked about, really. And, and it shows you it shows you the kind of framework that, that you can kind of work within and the things that you can put in place to really make proper change. Um, and it and 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 it kind of if you do the maths on it, like I think uh, I, I think we both agree, like a healthy, a sustainable. If someone is in the in the market for losing weight, a healthy and a sustainable kind of rate of weight loss might be one or two pounds a week. For, for most people, depending on like where they're starting, depending if someone wants to go from 10% body fat down to 6% body fat, it's obviously a little bit slower, but you know, for someone that just wants to get in shape, you know, one to two pounds a week of weight loss is, is probably sustainable to start off with is probably achievable to start off with. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so again, like if you start thinking of this idea of like a four or an eight week blitz, you know, the, the amount that you can do in that time is kind of negligible. If you're talking, you know, in the realms of someone wanting to lose, 20 30 40 pounds um but what you can do over the course of a year what you can do over the course of what we could have done over the course of nine months up to now in the lockdown or you know we're in january now this is where the health kick starts it could almost be a good thing i suppose over the next year if people are now in january yeah, on the health kick that they're on their health kick now um they're kind of, I think, doubly this year, people are really kind of looking to health and fitness because they're realizing the impact that body composition and fitness has if, if they do get COVID. People are realizing that, you know, some of the biggest comorbidities that, that hospitals are seeing, the NHS are seeing for COVID, are people being obese, people with type 2 diabetes, um, and, 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 and people who are, objectively speaking, fit and healthy those versus those people that aren't. 
Sorry, I was going to say, this year, I think the health kick's going to be kind of even, you know, more sustained, I'd like to think, probably even more obvious for a lot of people. But in the same time, people aren't going to be able to go to the gym 1st of January, sign up to a new gym, do every class they can possibly do, be in every day before work because gyms are closed. So I'd like to think, and hopefully we might get back in the gym in March and find out that everyone's health kick has been, oh, well, because I've been at home and cooking all my food and not going out to eat and going out and piss at the weekends, I've learned to cook more food and I've learned how to track it more accurately. I'm tracking all my food. I know how many calories I'm eating in a day. Um, my health kick has consisted of, well, I'm sleeping better because I'm not going out, I'm not hungover. I'm not going into work on a Monday morning um, with a stinking hangover. I'm not having to commute anymore. Mm. You know, so it, it, it might actually be a hopefully one tiny shred of a silver line that we might have is that like i said people are going to be getting into their health kick by looking at lifestyle factors because there's so much more that we can control at the moment i suppose and as soon as you kind of as soon as people are put into lockdown and they're told they can't go outside apart from exercise once a day people are making sure they're going out and at least walking and exercising once a day yeah which which is which is probably is probably to begin with to, to get people into this kind of lifestyle change and, and to potentially look at the, the fitness over the next 12 months is probably the best way to start. If people can't, if people are looking to get in shape and spend a year getting in shape and they can't go to the gym for the first three months, it's probably better for them in the long run. And then by the time March rolls around, um, you know, we hopefully touch wood, we've got hundreds of people that are at the point where they're, they're ready to come to Barbell Club twice a week. Yeah. To, to really invest and build in a good quality strength training program to, to, to add that extra layer of consistency into their lifestyle and not just a, uh, a big crowd of people that come in and say, right, I've got four weeks to get back to the way I was in in October before the Christmas silly season started. Yeah, 100%, mate. I think that's, yeah, I really hope that, I, hope, I really hope there's going to be that, that nationwide, you know, improvement with people and that realize, you know, that, that realization of, of move, you know, we're doing it as well, where I'm not playing rugby, like, you know, Susanna's working from home. It's a conscious effort now of like, shit, we've got to get out and, and, and get, yeah. go for go for a walk, um, you know, alongside some like, you know, some, some strength training bits, but um, yeah, I really, I really hope that, that, that carries through mate. And like you say, there might be that, you know, one silver lining from from what is clearly you know an awful situation and a terror. You know, has been a, been you know a very hard time for everybody. But hopefully, there's something that comes out of this where people are more aware of the health and and the fitness. Mm. You know, you you've only got to see the the the, the statistics are there. You know, and it, mm. and it's factual. It's not opinion. Um, mm. You know, the higher the BMI, you know, the more trouble we're in. The underlying health issues, the more trouble we're in when it when it comes to the the, the coronavirus and with any with any disease. You know, we could have predicted this right at the start. You know, you look at anyone with um, underlying health issues. You know, they're always going to be more susceptible to to disease and viruses. Mm. And this, hopefully, if we can get something out of it, is highlighting to people the importance of health movement longevity um mm. you know in relation to combating you know these uh the, these illnesses and these viruses because it's clear there's the statistics are clear so mm. let's hope that people take that on board and again, it's not necessarily trying to get from here to here, but it's making those subtle improvements, you know, and, and living a better, you know, a, a healthier, healthier lifestyle. You know, we're not saying live, live like monks. That's not what it's about. You know, me and you enjoy a, no. a glass or two, you know, to say the least. But it's making those uh, steady changes to, you know, to bet yourself and things that, you know, are, are sustainable for, for, for you. And hopefully, as you say, this, you know, that's something we can get out of all of this. Boom. Boom. <laughs> can we leave that there, man? Might drop. Well, well, I think that's, a, that's as good a place to, to leave that. I've got to get my steps in. I've got to get outside. I've got to get outside, get some state-sanctioned <laughs> exercise. Uh, guys, thank you very much. That, um, looking at the time there, that, that was, a, that was a, a long podcast, but hopefully... A very informative one for you 
and uh, hope you really hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast in general. Uh, thank you very much to Max for joining us. You might get another invite, mate. You know, hopefully, mate. Hopefully, I won't hold my breath. I won't hold my breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to overuse you. That's all. It's like when you put, when we pluck you out of the air every now and again. It's special, isn't it? It's special. So people it's true. I'll take that. jump I'll in. Take that. So, you dug yourself out there. You dug yourself out of the hole. Self rare and unavailable, and like you say, people people will appreciate you more. Hopefully, we'll see how many views this gets. We'll make it. We'll make a judgment call in a week. It'll be one. It'll be me reviewing it. Yeah. Um, mate, it's gonna be a tough edit actually with all the, uh, the little Wi-Fi issues. But never mind. Never mind. I'll keep. I'll keep it busy for a week. God, I'm still recording that. Thank you very much, guys, for uh, for tuning in, and uh, we'll be back soon. Have a great day. Cheers, Max, and thank you very much. Nice one. Thanks, Army Mark. Cheers, mate. Decent.